boy. Um, well, I own Mono Mono Boutique in the center of town. Um, I, well, we've been around in the, in the center for almost 16 years. I have two kids, uh, 14 and 11. I can't believe they're that old, but if you've been in the store, you have seen them literally grow up <laughs> in the store. Um, and I've been, in, you know, involved in the community for the entirety of the time the store's been open, so you've seen me around doing trick-or-treat Merchant Center and all that fun stuff, so. Um, Are you from Marshfield originally? I am not. My husband is. Okay. So my husband grew up in Marshfield. My in-laws grew up in Marshfield. So we've got ties to the town. I grew up in Hingham, so South Shore girl. Um, we live in Halifax now, so. So. Talk to me about what you did prior to Mono Mono. Uh, well, so I grew up in retail. My mother owned a bridal shop in Hingham, and I always thought I would get away from retail and go do something else. <laughs> and I went to college, got a degree in something very unrelated, and ended up coming right back and working in boutiques and working in retail. And my husband one day was like, you know, if you're going to come back to retail, you should maybe do think about doing it yourself. And... That's just where I ended up. It's just I couldn't escape it. It's in my blood. Yeah, I was going to say, when, what made you decide to open your own, your own place? Um, well, every time I was in a different, you know, working, I worked, I've worked in big box stores and in small boutiques, all different uh, levels of retail. But every time I worked somewhere, I always thought, well, if it was my store, I would do this. And, if it, and I, this is how I would do it. And one day my husband was like, that's enough. If you're going to keep saying that, <laughs> it's time for you to actually do it yourself. Like, you've had this this, you know, built up idea in your head of what you would do, it's time to just do, actually do it. So I was, one day I was like, all right, I'll just make the leap. So for those who don't know, what is Mono Mono Boutique? Um, so it's a gift boutique. It's, I mean, in simplest terms, it's a general gift boutique. Um, but I always say we have four main categories. We have um, jewelry and accessories. We have seaside decor. We have um, kind of kids and tweens gifts. And then we've got uh, a growing category of Marshfield-themed gifts, which has been, you know, really well-received um, within the people of the town. So what made you pick Marshfield for your location? Well, uh, like I said, my husband's from Marshfield. Um, my parents actually moved to Marshfield when I was in college. So our roots were all here. And uh, one day I was driving to my parents' house, and we passed a empty storefront, and my husband was like, hey, what about there? And I said, oh, that looks good. <laughs> so we kind of, it all happened really fast, and within a couple of months, we had a store. So. Because yeah, you were on 139 originally, now you're in Webster Yeah, Square. so we were up on 139 in, in part of what is now Levitate. We were next to Levitate, and now they have that whole space. Um, but we, yeah, we were up on 139 for about six years, and then we moved into um, the plaza where um, Star Market is, and now we're in the old Radio Shack spot. Yeah. So the name, where did yeah, you get the name we from? we get that all the time. <laughs> if I had a nickel, um, I could retire. <laughs> Mono Mono is Spanish. It right. means cute monkey. So that's where the monkey, the literal cute monkey, comes from in our logo. Okay. Um, and everyone always says mono mono, mono, but it's mono. it's mono mono. It it's either way. What made you come up? What made you decide on that name? Was uh, it honestly, just came to your head, or were you? Like, I, yeah, when I was in high school, I took lots of Spanish all through high school and college, and 
it always just stuck with me that the same word means the same thing. When you put it together, it means mono mono means cute monkey. I always thought it was cute and thought if I ever opened a store, that's what I would call it. Ha you know, looking back, maybe something that I wouldn't have to explain every day. <laughs> I might have chosen differently, but it's catchy and people remember it, so right. it works. Now, you kind of touched on this, but for those that haven't been in, what, what would they expect to find in, in the store? So, well, I always say that the store is kind of a reflection of my personality. If I like it, it's a good chance. If, it, if I like it and it's reasonably priced, something that I would pay for, is I might put it in the store. I don't like my prices to be expensive. Like, I've always considered myself a moderate shopper, and I don't want to price my products at a price that I would feel uncomfortable buying. So it's very fun and happy, and it's definitely reflective of my personality. Um, but yeah, it's it's lots of seaside stuff because we do live in a coastal community, and things for kids. We've got a lot of really cute kids that come in and shop, for, <laughs> use their gift cards, and buy presents for their friends, and um, lots of trendy jewelry and accessories, and and lots of Marshfield stuff. Lots of, and we do have other town stuff too. We we do buy things for um, Duxbury, Pembroke, situated local um, towns as well. Are there particular brands that you carry? So some of the brands we'd like to carry as many local um, lines as we can. We do. Uh, we've been searching for more New England-based brands, but we do have some brands that people would know, like Scout bags are really popular. Lola jewelry that's actually based in Massachusetts, so that's um, even better. Mm -hmm. um, Pure Vita, that's really popular. So things, there are certain lines that you like to carry because they're popular, yeah. but we're trying, like, actively trying to find as many New England-based lines as we can, especially if they're um, eco-friendly and if they give back to um, the community and to local charities. Is there a target market for you? So I, I used to think that my target market was, like, 30s and 40s, but it has expanded a lot over the okay. years. Um, we definitely have tons of tweens. Like, there's that tweens, I think, is a category that gets neglected a lot. And, you know, a lot of gift shops just don't cater to that. So we – and I've had tweens. You know, my kids have been gone through that. So when they were getting older, I, w I noticed there wasn't a lot of place to buy gifts for that age range. So I tried to really uh, cater to that as much as I could. So that's definitely um, a category that we try to focus on. And then um, the – market has gotten broader in both directions. You know, we've catered younger, we've catered old, you know, now we have kind of skewed a little bit older as well. So I, I'm i glad that I think it's broadened, you know, throughout the years. So you've been doing this for 16 years. How, this is probably a huge question, but how has <laughs> the retail space changed? Oh, uh, well, you, like, it is a, uh, an interesting question, especially over the past couple of years. I mean, it's changed a lot since COVID happened. We've right. had to pivot so much. It's almost like a two-part question. Like it really the is. Grand scheme and then COVID. I know. Um, I definitely feel like people have become much more loyal to the small businesses, um, especially in Marshfield. People are so loyal to small businesses, which is awesome. I really appreciate that. My customers, they tell me all the time that they try to shop local and stay local. And that is something that I've seen broadly over, you know, the – the length of my business. I've, I've noticed that. People have, have consciously made that shift, which is awesome. Um, but, you know, over the past couple of years since COVID hit, it's been such a weird time. You know, it's your normal um, 
processes have had to change so much. You know, first we were, you know, just trying to stay alive while we were closed, you know, <laughs> just trying to stay open. And then we were trying to shift due to new, you know, rules, yeah. trying to, you know, deal with those. And now it's trying to figure out how to deal with shortages and supply chain mm -hmm. issues. And so it's every day something new. We're just having to constantly pivot and figure it out. And you just have to have that, that outlook that we'll figure it out. You know, you can't get, you can't get, you know, upset about the changes because right. they're going to happen. Yeah. You just have to always just be, just roll with it. Just be ready for the next thing or, you know, <laughs> try to be positive yeah. about what's going to happen because things are always evolving. So that's something I've learned is that you just have to be ready to just roll with the punches and and uh, be ready to pivot when you need to. Has online stuff changed a lot too? Yeah, so we luckily were right before the, the world shut down, I said, right before that we had just switched over our systems and had just started to get our website up yeah, in like February of 2020. So right when everything shut down, we were just getting that set up. So it was perfect timing and really fortuitous for us that we were getting our website up. So that allowed us to do curbside pickup and online orders and all of that right at the right time. So I think my lucky stars, I'm like that was just perfect timing for us. But we've been able to continue with that and keep the website rolling and have, you know, our local customers like to shop online and then do in-store pickup and we have orders that ship all over the country. So that's been just a nice added bonus for us that's worked out. So how do you find stuff to have in your store? Yeah. So many different ways. Right. You know, if I'm on, like, well, I, I mean, there's the traditional things. I have sales reps that come and visit okay. me, and I have um, buying shows, gift shows that we go to um, all over. And then sometimes, like, I'll be on vacation, and I'll see something at a gift shop. I'll be like, wow, this is really cool and unique, and, mm -hmm. you know, and I'll look it up, and I'm on on Instagram and TikTok and you know you have to be looking I have to be constantly looking for something new because that's I don't want the same stuff right. that you can find at the big box store you know mm -hmm. I want things that are unique and different and local so it's just you have to always be be on the lookout for something different I want to talk a little product because this type of stuff really interests me so how do you decide like what to get and how many to get uh -huh. that is is I'm sure that there are people that have an actual buying formula for yeah. that, <laughs> but I just kind of run on instinct, um, and I do I I do have you know spreadsheets spreadsheets and reports and such, but um, there are some things that just you know you know sell better and and feel yeah it's really it's a it's so much intuition for me you know I can tell when something's going to be big and. I could tell when it's something's too expensive or mm -hmm. too offbeat, and you know, I just kind of mm -hmm. feel it out. And sometimes something hits better than others, and sometimes it doesn't. But for the most part, it's a lot of intuition. And then I've gotten better over the years at figuring out like what's the right amount of to have, you know, to have enough stock to get me through yeah. certain seasons. But it really is like you have to have the right intuition for it. So what's been a big seller? Oh boy, it's it's really well. I mean, there's always the trendy items that sell for a certain amount of time. But what you really want is for everything to sell right. equally. I mean, that's when you've got a successful store. Is when e when you don't want like one thing to outsell everything else and have everything else sit on the shelves. You want it all to sell. 
so yeah, there's the big brands, you know, like I said, there's Scout is always huge and Pura Vida is always big and there's the name brands. Lola is, is a great line. Um, but I want all my stuff to sell. So it's about finding that right mix of, you know, of the big lines that kind of bring people in, you know, the name brands and then having them once they come in the door, they're like, Oh, look, look at all these other lines. Look at all these other cool little knickknacks that I can buy and give as gifts. So it's, those are the best days when I look at the sales and I'm like, Oh, look, we sold a little bit of everything. You know, that's, that's what you really want. What's something that surprised you in regards to how it sold? Like you couldn't believe, like you didn't think it was going to be that popular. So I was always reluctant for a long time to bring in like the sassy socks and sayings with the with the curse words on them. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so because you never know how those things are going to receive. Yeah. Like I have a pretty good sense of humor and I've always liked, you know, the funny sayings on coasters and things like that is that I've bought as gifts, but I was always hesitant because you never know. Yeah. And I found that especially since the pandemic, people have really found their sense of humor. So they have really, they're taking themselves so much less seriously. And now that stuff is selling. People are really, um, really find the funny things yeah. with the funny sayings on them. I have this line of coasters that people will just stand in front of and laugh for 10 minutes reading every single coaster. <laughs> they just think that they're, and they are, they're hysterical. I, I, I think I know which ones you're talking about. Yeah, and about. I'm trying to pick them out of the catalog. It's really hard for me because they're all so funny. But those coasters and the, and the socks of the funny sayings, that they, they fly. Because I really think that, especially since the pandemic, people have just really found their sense of humor. And they have been very popular. So talk about the, you mentioned the local aspect. So talk about, you know, being community focused and having, you know, partners and vendors that are local. Um, so one thing I've been trying to do, um, especially, is, is find more New England-based lines. So um, lines that are not just based in New England, but made in New England. Yeah. You know, it's, it's sometimes it can be difficult because those lines can price themselves at a higher rate. So it's, it's a tricky balance to find things that are in the right price range, but also made locally. So that's been one of my focuses over the past year or so, is to try to find more of those, because I think it's important to not only, you know, support my local community, but, but so support my local vendors and artists. And it's been really fun finding these new vendors that I didn't, you know, necessarily know exist. But um, I've found some really great lines that have really done very well. And there's so many talented people out there. And um, I've loved it. It's been great. So recording this end of February. So what's popular right now? Hmm. And what do you think is going to be popular in the spring? Well, this is tricky. I mean, February is not, in all honesty, a busy time for retail. Okay. <laughs> so, like, Valentine's Day was popular. You know, Valentine's yeah. Day, you know, cocoa bombs were popular. You know, those bombs you put in your hot chocolate and add hot milk to. Um, but we're going into um, spring, which is I'm so looking forward to because, you know, New England winter is no fun. And then we'll be... Easter and that's always a fun time because I get people coming in to fill their baskets with all the little toys and candy and fun stuff so that's a good time and then we've got all like Mother's Day and graduation and teacher gifts and summer and it's just great. Yeah. 
Is there, is there a time that's busier than others? Yeah. So summertime is definitely super busy for us because Marshfield is, is coastal yeah. and seasonal. We have so many summer people that come. Marshfield's population almost doubles in the summertime. So the summer is awesome. And then, of course, Christmas is a busy year, busy time of year as well. So what separates you from others in the same space? I know. That's a hard question because I think we all kind of are unique in our own way. And like I said, my store is, is me. So it's – I think the fact that I offer so much Marshfield stuff is definitely different. I know um, and that I – cater to the t- the tweens I mean it's it's hard to say that because we all are all the stores you know are great but different because yeah. I think every it really is reflective of each person's personality when they open the store so I don't think there's necessarily something that makes each any one of us better than the others we're just unique in in our own different ways so that's yeah. a, it's a really hard question to answer that so Talk about your community mall. Community mall. That's how I know you. We were on the chamber mm-hmm. board together. You run Trick or Treat Marshfield. You know, talk about that. So yeah, I was on the board of the chamber for eight years. In the chamber for longer, but yep. on the board for eight years. I do organize Trick or Treat Marshfield Center. That's been ten plus years, I think. Really? So has it been? Oh my god. Yeah. That's crazy. So that started out as like a couple hundred kids in <laughs> one year, and now it's like over a thousand kids that come to the businesses, that's been great. Um, but I just feel strongly about getting involved with the community. I mean, that's just something, and that's something I do outside of my business life too. Yeah. I just, you know, um, on the, was on the PTO board in, in my town. So um, I just can't help myself, I think. <laughs> so how do you balance everything? You know, you own a business, you're a mom, you're involved in a lot of different things. How do you, how do you do it? Well, the good thing about owning your own business is that it allows me to do that. You know, I basically raised my kids in my store. You know, when they were little, they came to work with me for the first couple <laughs> years of their lives. So that's one of the great things about having a business like I do is that I can do that. I can balance that better which has been a blessing for me, really. You know, I have the flexibility now that the store is established and I have great employees that I can manage my schedule to be at my kids' games and things like that. So that's actually the, the benefit of having the business that I do. So business is all about partners. Who are the best partners for you? My employees, for sure. Okay. I mean, <laughs> they're amazing. But in my business, it's all about having good employees, good sales reps, um, good relationship with your local chamber, <laughs> um, and um, just good support from your from your family, really. So. So, what's the best piece of advice you've been given from a business perspective? Oh, collaboration over competition. Really. I mean, you can't. It it we're all retail is. You know, we're all struggling to survive, and we have to compete with chain stores and, you know, online retailers like Amazon. It doesn't make any sense to compete with each other as well. You know, we all are better when we help each other out. So that's always been my my mantra that, you know, I'd rather make friends with my fellow business owners, my fellow retailers, and if I don't have something, I can send them there and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And it's just – it doesn't make sense to try to compete with when we can help each other out instead. 
if you could jump in the time machine to the start of your career, what would you tell yourself? Oh, location, location, location. You know, <laughs> people hear that and they think that's just a cliche, but it is not. If you have a storefront that relies on foot traffic, parking, and visibility, location, they don't, that's not a joke. Like, that is key. <laughs> so when I moved to a, a location that had better foot traffic, visibility, parking. and parking, it was a huge leap in business. So I that that is a real piece of advice there. Right. And last but certainly not least, so if someone wants to find out about Mono Mono Boutique, where can they go? Sure. Um, they can go to the website. It's monomonoboutique.com. They can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok <laughs> at, at Mono Mono Boutique. Or they could just stop in and visit us. We're in Webster Square. Great. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks. Thanks for having me. This was fun.